Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Marcus Olin Loves Porn and Capitalism. I'm your host, Marcus Olin. Uh, it is a beautiful day. If you like fires, everything's on fire nowadays. That's the future of the world, I guess. I don't know. Um, there's a fire in France. I saw that on, on the internets. I saw, uh, obviously, Lebanon, Beirut. There was a big explosion there. Uh, big fires going on there. And um, where was the other one? Oh, the United Arab Emirates. So basically, the Middle East is on fire. I don't know if it's because they have all the oil, but it's all on fire. Um, that's fucked up. I'm wearing this black shirt because I'm going to go to an Antifa riot later. I think uh, I think we're going to go burn down Little Caesars Arena in downtown Detroit because that's going to help. Um, that's going to help everything out if we just go down there and do that. So I'm wearing black, um, still short sleeve because. You want to be mobile. I don't know. I If you've ever been to a riot, the last thing you want to do, the last thing you want to be is constrained by your clothes. So, you know, make sure you wear something breathable. Um, I don't know if there are any um, tips out there for how to dress for a riot, but I would assume glasses would help. Uh, I love, by the way, the people with the fucking leaf blowers <laughs> blowing the gas back at the cops. Big fan of that. Love the innovation. It's just a great white trash strategy. And honestly, if you really look at a lot of these Antifa people, they're pretty white trash. They got a lot of tattoos and plug earrings and shit, but they're really white trash. They just don't really know it. Um, the $600 ran out. That was the big thing. I, I have a lot of uh, unemployed comedian friends like myself who uh, <laughs> just got their last $600. Fuck your $600. That's what I'm going to say. Okay? Fuck your $600. It was great while it lasted. Now we're going to have mass inflation and none of that shit's going to matter anymore uh, because uh, $600 won't mean shit. Like, I'll give you 600 Hungarian foreign. How about that? You know what that's worth? I looked it up earlier. It might have changed. It's $2.07. 600 Hungarian foreign are $2 American. So um, that's going to be a really fun time when our money is worth dick. I've been buying Bitcoin uh, not because I know anything about it, but just because I don't know how to buy gold. So I've been trying to find alternatives for uh, when our whole fucking system comes crashing down, which seems like it's going to be pretty soon. It seems like it's going to be soon. Um, it seems like communism is what's going to take over. I don't know. They they really seem to have all the young kids just right by the communism. Yeah, fuck yeah. Everything's going to be better with communism. I'm on this one communism <laughs> Uh, Reddit, and I don't know, I don't remember subscribing to it, but they sent me the email, so I was fucking looking at this shit, and it was saying that, um, basically, here was the post, this person posted, once communism takes over, I know that there won't be any crime or need for crime, because everyone's gonna have what they need, right, in communism, everyone's gonna have what they need, so there won't be any need for crime, but how will we punish the petty crime, the little crimes that will still probably happen, and I was looking at that, I was like, <laughs> you're right, you're just going to have everything in communism. It's going to be beautiful. It's so funny to me how utopian a lot of these people are. Um, it, what's even more funny is I'm like, you've clearly never talked to anyone who's lived in a communist country because they don't speak too highly of it, okay? Like, there's a reason that people floated on fucking makeshift rafts from Cuba to Florida to escape communism, okay? They went to Florida. What a dog shit state. Miami's cool. But still, Florida. You floated on a fucking raft to get to Florida? How bad is communism, really? It doesn't sound that good. I don't know. I don't, what do I know? I don't fucking know. 
Um, I've just met people who used to live in East Germany, and they were like, yeah, there's a reason they had to build a wall to keep us the fuck in. We were trying to get the fuck out of there, okay? And if you've ever been to Eastern Europe, if, you've, if you're privileged like me, if you're, a, if you're a very privileged individual like I am, and you're over in Eastern Europe, and you're you know, taking a tour of the beautiful, beautiful cities in uh, a lot of Eastern Europe, you might notice something on the buildings. It is black soot just all over the buildings. And you might be, you know, if you're a privileged rich American or rich German or in my case both, you might ask your tour guide who happens to also be American, what is that black shit on all those buildings? And the tour guide might respond, oh, that's soot. Because when communism was here, those cars that they built in communist countries in Eastern Europe kind of sucked ass. They weren't really environmentally friendly, so they kind of shot black shit all over the fucking buildings into the air, smog, kind of like California. If you've ever been to L.A., there's a reason you cough, and it's not because of the weed. They got good weed. It's pretty clean. It's because the air quality sucks donkey dick, okay? And, um, yeah, communism didn't really build great cars, okay? The, honestly, this is what's crazy to me. The most environmentally friendly cars in human history, Teslas. Fucking uh, capitalism is what invented Teslas, okay? Capitalism is what invented fucking Tesla, by the way. Um, this is, I don't mean to go on too much of a pro-capitalism rant, uh, but it is part of the name of the podcast. We will get into the porn a little bit too. I know, I know if there's anybody watching this, part of the reason is because they're like, well, porn's in the title. He's gotta be talking about porn, right? I do wanna have a featured uh, porn actress because feminism right i want to make sure a woman of color is featured on every podcast a, a great female porn star um today's is going to be vanessa blue big fan right here of vanessa blue if you don't know who that is go on pornhub check her out i'm sure she has a channel if you want to actually financially support her too that'd be sweet big jugs um big fan of vanessa blue uh i did want to talk i just saw this article before i started this um wanted to look at it real quick so Governor Whitmer here in the beautiful state of Michigan, Governor Whitmer declared a public health crisis. Sorry, racism declared a public health crisis in new Whitmer executive directive. So COVID is racist in Michigan, at least. I don't know. Uh, her logic behind it is that 40 percent of Michigan residents who have died from COVID-19 were African-Americans, uh, according to state data. Now, obviously, just calling it racist is a lot easier than digging into the data and realizing, oh, well, most African-Americans in the state of Michigan live in densely populated areas, you know, like the city of Detroit, which is about 90 percent African-American. And I don't know because I'm not a doctor, neither is Governor Whitmer, but she does have connections to Blue Cross Blue Shield Michigan. But that doesn't mean she's a doctor. She just, you know, does whatever big health care tells her to do. But I'm pretty sure if you live in a densely populated area, you're more likely to spread a respiratory I think airborne disease. I don't know. The, the, it's gone back and forth on whether or not it's airborne. But yeah, no shit. Okay, it's going to spread the most in your biggest city, which is Detroit, which is, like I said, I, I can look up the statistics, but it's it's about 90% African-American. Um, we'll look it up just so I'm not talking out of my ass. But it's a very predominantly black city. Um, it's actually, I looked it up one time. It's the It's the blackest city in America from a percentage standpoint. I think... It depends how you want to rank it. The blackest city in America is fucking New York because it's got 2 million black people, even though that's only 25%. This, I mean, most cities in America don't have 2 million people. So, um, But Detroit, uh, here, we'll look at the demographics here real quick. 
Detroit, uh, 80, sorry, 83. It's 83% African-American as of 2010. Um, that's just as of 2010. So I don't know. It might have changed gentrification. A lot of honkies moving downtown. Um, but I'm going to go meet up with those honkies later, and we're going to take care of all the gentrification that's been going on, okay? My point is, like, just calling COVID racist because 40% of the people who died are black, doesn't – it's such an easy cop-out. Like, you don't have to actually look at the fucking stats. You don't have to look at, well, you know, it's kind of happening in big cities, which happen to be where the black people in Michigan live, right? They also live in Flint, which I don't know if you know much about Flint, but COVID is not their biggest fucking problem. Um, yeah, and I love how Whitmer hasn't fixed that either. We're going to fix the roads. What about the Flint water? Fuck that. Um, but yeah, she declared it racist. And look, I, I'm i not the biggest anti-Whitmer person. Like, I follow some people on Twitter who fucking hate Governor Whitmer. Um, <laughs> they call her Whitler. You know, little play on Whitmer and Hitler's name. Oh, she's Adolf Hitler. Look, okay, I'm not one of these people who thinks Governor Whitmer is fucking Hitler. Okay, because if Hitler, let's be honest, okay, if Hitler were fucking governor of Michigan, he'd have fixed the roads. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, Governor Whitmer is not as bad as Adolf Hitler. Jesus. But my point, my point is, fucking people don't like her. There are people who like her too, obviously. But like, I didn't like her before COVID. Okay, I didn't like her before she got elected because I remember in 2018 when she was running for um. She was running for governor of Michigan in 2018 in the Democratic primary. She was going up against Abdul Al-Sayed, who is a an American politician, uh, former public health professor. I got his Wikipedia up. Uh, I don't just have this memorized. Former public health professor, medical doctor, and civil servant. He is 35 years old, from Detroit, Michigan, went to the University of Michigan, uh, went to some other school. Columbia University is where he got his MD. He went to med school at Columbia. Fucking smart guy, right? He ran for governor of Michigan in 2018. One of the big things that he wanted to do was um, uh, universal health care, right? He wanted he wanted a public option. He got endorsed by Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders had come and come to Michigan and campaign for Abdul El Said. He had a lot of momentum in the Democratic primary. He was going up against. Uh, Governor, now Governor Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer. And it's funny because you really have to dig into this to figure out how the fuck did she beat him? Um, Oh, because her campaign got bankrolled by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Why did that happen? You say, well, maybe you should look up who the fuck is Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Um, Oh, her dad. Let's look that up. That's my favorite part. Her father. Okay, where is his fucking name? It doesn't even say his name on Wikipedia, but it tells you who he was. Uh, her father served as State Department, uh, head of the State Department of Commerce under Governor William uh, Milken, and I don't know how to fucking say his name. Oh, and her father was president and CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan from 1988 to 2006, a casual 18 years at the top of Michigan's biggest health insurance company. That's her daddy-o. That's her fucking dad, okay? You don't think she's sympathetic to the fucking company that bankrolled her whole childhood? Yeah, I think she probably fucking is. Oh, and then the best part, here's my favorite part. After she got elected governor, she, uh, like anyone who fucking wins office, she uh, assembled a transition team, right, to help her figure out, well, how are we going to run the state, right? Who was named honorary co-chair of her transition team other than the current president and CEO of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, Daniel Lope? So there you have it. She fucking, she's like, she's straight up backed by 
uh, big health care in, at least in Michigan, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is fucking, if you don't have Blue, Blue Cross, have fun finding a doctor in your fucking network. I have Blue Cross, by the way. Fuck you. Um, but I'm just, it's just you look at her and you're like, oh, so they just propped you up. They're like, hey, white lady, go run for governor just to make sure that we don't have to actually give people health care. We can continue to be a nonprofit for profit, Blue Cross, fucking Blue Shield of Michigan. We don't want this guy who's an actual doctor who is, you know, pushing to kind of put us out of business. Fuck this guy. You remember your dad ran our company for 18 fucking years. Why don't you go run, okay? And then, uh, so she's got deep ties to fucking Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. And that's why I didn't like her in the first place. Then the fir- one of the first things she did when she came into power, argh, power, uh, when she took office, one of, the, uh, one of the main things, she had campaigned on fixing the roads, which, by the way, they're not fucking fixed. I just drove on them every fucking day. Still shitty roads. Um, and I get it. It takes time. But one of the things that she wanted to do was institute a per-gallon gas tax in the state of Michigan. So I don't know if it was 40 cents. I heard 40 to 65 cents, something in that range. But my point is, when you institute a per-gallon gas tax, you are disproportionately hurting poor people. In the state of Michigan, there's no way to get around other than cars, right? You got the big three auto companies. um, You got GM, Chrysler, and Ford. And they really have pushed historically against public transit, especially in the metro Detroit area. They want people driving cars. So they made sure that you have to drive a car to get anywhere. So everybody here drives a car. Everyone in Michigan is driving a car. And her big idea is, why don't we, great idea here, why don't we put a per-gallon gas tax? Because that's going to fuck over poor people, the kind of people who go to the gas station and put $7 in their tank just because they want to get to work. And then on the way home from work, put another 5 bucks in, grab a six-pack, go home, and just try to forget that you fucking hate your life. Okay? Rich people don't give a shit about a per-gallon gas tax. They're paying premium. They're getting fucking premium 93 unleaded whatever the fuck to put in their fancy-ass car. Okay, they don't give a shit if it costs an extra 40 cents a gallon. Poor people fucking do. So I'm like, okay, I understand you have to raise the funds to fix the roads. I get that. Okay, I understand that. I, I, I'm, I don't like taxes, but I understand that the government, if they're going to fix roads, they probably need to have some sort of revenue. I don't know. Maybe you could fucking tax GM a little bit more. But the the idea that, okay, we're going to have a per gallon gas tax. It's just so regress. It's literally a regressive tax. It's flat. It's technically flat, right? It's like, well, everyone's going to pay the same amount. Yeah, but poor people have way less fucking money to pay for that, okay? This is a capitalism podcast. I'm fucking defending poor people. That's how much of a corporate shill this lady is, okay? And she's still in the running. She's in the running to be VP. I've heard. I don't know who she's going to, who uh, Biden's going to pick. Biden doesn't know he's going to fucking pick. Biden won't know. Dude, Biden isn't picking his VP, by the way. People are like, why is it taking Biden so long to pick his VP? He doesn't, he's not picking his VP. He doesn't pick what socks he wears in the morning, okay? The guy's not picking his VP. Um, but I, yeah, I, and I honestly, it seems like they're pushing for a woman of color. There's all this, you know, push for diversity and all that. And, um, you know, he had made the commitment. He was the first candidate. I remember when he made it, he was like, I'm going to put um, a, a black female on the Supreme Court and I'm going to pick a woman for my uh, running mate for my uh, my VP pick. Going to pick a woman. And then they, I love it. They went to Bernie Sanders next. They're like, well, Biden said he's going to pick a woman. Are you going to pick a woman? And B- Bernie was just like, are we fucking arguing about this? We have a public health crisis going on. And I'm the only one who's like, we need health care. Right. 
he was like, look, I'll find a good candidate. It might be a woman. And then the, the I remember, I don't know if it was on CNN or whatever, but they're like, but are you going to pick a woman? He's like, sure. If that'll get you to stop asking this fucking question, fine. I'll pick, who gives a shit, okay? If they're a woman or not, that's not the, the point is pick someone who actually cares, someone who has some integrity, which Whitmer doesn't. From what I've heard from people in California, Kamala Harris is not the most, uh, integrity is person. That's not a fucking word, but you know what I'm saying, right? She's got a sketchy record too. Um, like if you really wanted to, I mean, Tulsi Gabbard is much more, I think, I mean, she's a woman of color. She's a military veteran. Uh, she doesn't have the negative track record. I know she has some, um, anti LGBTQ history that a lot of people don't like. Um, but I mean, fucking Obama wasn't pro gay marriage at first. Right. So, um, that's just one of those things where it's like, if you really cared about the diversity angle of it and shit like that, or sorry, if you really cared about the integrity aspect of that, you'd go with someone like Tulsi Gabbard. But I, again, I, I just think they care about appearances. So if they go with the white woman, um, and it's governor Whitmer, who knows? Um, there are people in Michigan who like her. Obviously she won. Um, it was, I mean, she was going to win because, uh, Michigan, we had had a Republican governor, Rick Snyder, who, um, people, people didn't like him partially because he was the governor during the Flint crisis. Okay. That's a tough thing to come back from as a party. So, uh, I think his Lieutenant governor, Bill Schuette ran against, he was the Republican nominee who ran against, uh, governor Whitmer. So it was kind of like whoever won the democratic primary was going to become governor of Michigan. Um, and there were a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people wanted, uh, Abdul El Saeed, young guy. It would have been, it's like, you would have had your first, uh, person of color, I believe first person of color governor of Michigan. I don't think there's been a, uh, a non-white governor of Michigan. We have had a woman before we have Jennifer Granholm. She was fucking, she was governor of Michigan. We tried the woman thing here. She didn't do a great job either. She only, you know, presided over the bankruptcy of two of the biggest three U.S. auto manufacturers in the fucking country. I said country and U.S. You get what I'm saying? Fucking GM and Chrysler went bankrupt while she was governor. I'm not saying it's her fault. But she was governor when that happened. So um, it's not like just putting a woman in charge fixes all that shit. Um, but Biden's going to pick a woman uh, to be in charge. Or Sorry, I mean basically to be in charge, right? Are we kidding? Like Biden is basically not even a person anymore, okay? He fucking – he was like <laughs> – I saw that interview of him. Uh, I don't know who was interviewing him, um, but he was you know, doing his typical basement Skype interview thing. And uh, the guy asked him. He was like, are you going to take a – have you taken a cognitive test? Have you taken any tests? And he was like, come on. Have you taken a cocaine test? And the guy was like, no, I haven't taken a cocaine test. But also I haven't had people be like, that guy seems like he's on cocaine. Maybe we should test him. There have been a lot of people saying that Biden might be fucking losing it, okay? And then he stumbled over his words to try, to try and say uh, that he uh, – that he – is mentally and physically fit. He couldn't even say those words. And look, I'm not arguing for Trump because Trump is, he's actually, he's younger than Biden, but he's also fucking old. He's just an old white dude whose brain cells are probably fried at this fucking point. Um, but I'm just, I'm just, how did we get to this point where it's just these two fucking guys and the Democratic Party, what's funny to me about the Democratic Party is, um, in 2016, when Hillary lost, because I say Hillary lost, Trump didn't win, Hillary fucking lost that shit, a lot of people said it was because it was a referendum on this whole idea of political correctness, PC, 
uh, identity politics, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people had said it was a referendum. A lot of people were like, we're sick of it. We don't, we're done with it, okay? Um, and what happened in the next four years is the Democratic Party doubled down on that shit. They were like, oh, people didn't like it. Let's give them more of it. It's like they didn't learn their lesson. They really didn't learn their lesson because a lot of people were on the Bernie, uh, feeling the burn, right, on the Bernie bandwagon back in 2016. He won the state of Michigan. He won a lot of states. Um, and he he was off to a hot start in the primaries in 2020 as well. And they, you know, they stepped in again. DNC. See, this is where the Republicans actually did something right. I'm not a big fan of Republicans because they fuck up a lot, too. You get, And that's, again, Trump came into office with all this um, – you know, all, all the populists behind him, like, yeah, Trump's our guy, right? And then the neocons, the conservatives of who are always there are just like, oh, he's in office? Okay, let's tell him what, what we want to have done, okay? So it's not like Trump really even fucking was doing anything. It's the, it's the people behind the scenes. It, it is the deep state. Nobody wants to fucking admit it, but it is the deep state. They play both sides of it. They don't, like, you. if you think you actually have a fucking choice, I voted the other day in the Michigan primaries, uh, and it's like you had to do you want to vote cons- do you want to vote Republican or Democrat? I'm like, that's it. And they're like, yeah, you and you get to pick who's going to be the nominee in November. I was like, well, this fucking blows. Um, but but my point is the one thing that the Republicans got right in 2016 is they let the voters decide. Right. They said, oh, well, the voters want Trump. We all fucking hate Trump, but the, they want him. We'll run him. OK. Uh, the, the, there was a lot of populist momentum behind Bernie Sanders too. And they said, fuck that. We want Hillary. We're going to play the identity politics game. We're going to run a woman. And the reason they should have ran Bernie is because the main thing that Trump was actually right about was trade, right? That was the thing. You know, Trump was always talking about trade. I'm You know, China's taking advantage of us. Bernie's over there. Like, yes, exactly. They're fucking us. They're fucking us. They're fucking us. Okay. And like, Trump dominated the debates. If you go back and watch those, I mean, Hillary was very cool, calm. <laughs> I'm Hillary Clinton. But, like, the trade issue, Trump kept bringing it up. He hammered it home. You got to give him credit where credit is due on that. He fucking hammered home the trade point. Um, and Bernie Sanders would have been the candidate to be like, yes, I agree on trade. I agree on trade. But what about grabbing him by the pussy? I agree on trade. But what about uh, the fact that you're a billionaire? Uh, I agree on trade, but what about health care for everybody, okay? That's where Bernie Sanders could have blocked his fucking Trump's trade talk. And he could have done it this year, too. He could have done it in 2020. Um, but again, the Democratic Party, I think, is worse than the Republicans, okay? And I'm not even talking policy-wise. I'm just talking about the corruption angle of it, the fact that they they always control who's going to be the fucking nominee. You saw in— uh, I don't know where Mitch McConnell is from. I don't know if he's Tennessee or Kentucky. I think he's Kentucky, actually. I think he's Kentucky. And the Democratic Party, I think Booker, I think was the guy's name. He was like the Bernie-type candidate again. And they were like, no, no, black guy, fuck that. We're going to put Amy McGrath, who just, look. you look at Amy McGrath and you're like, I don't vote for her. She, she looks like she sucks. She looks like that chick in school who runs for, like, student body president. And you're like, dude, who fucking cares this is well i want if i if i run for student body president then i'll have more to put on my resume so i can get into this school and then I, when i get into this school and i can get into this graduate school and then i can get into politics and blah, blah, blah. and you're like but what the fuck do you actually stand for you you don't stand for anything all you stand for is you 
And honestly, that's not the people we should have running the country. But whatever. Again, the Democratic Party is so fucking backwards in the way that they they pick candidates. They don't listen. They don't give a shit. They, they're called the Democratic Party, but they don't care about democracy, okay? They don't care. All they do is they rail against corporate politics and then play corporate politics on the other side of it. They did it 2018, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. They did it in fucking Kentucky. They do it all the time. They did it with Hillary Clinton. They, they fucked over Bernie Sanders. And this is where Trump is kind of a genius on it when he talks about, like he'll tweet stuff and he'll be like, by the way, the Bernie bros agree with me on this and you're like what a it's pandering but at the same time you're like he is right like Bernie Sanders was pushing against TPP um he was pushing to renegotiate NAFTA things like, like Bernie Sanders I remember they had a uh there was a debate between Hillary and Bernie Sanders back in 2016 in Flint Michigan and Bernie Sanders was on stage just fucking everything that Hillary threw at him he would come back with uh, with what about your husband and NAFTA? And everyone in, in the audience was like, oh, we got, her, we got her with the NAFTA, dude. Because NAFTA, and again, you got to give Trump credit. He just renegotiated NAFTA. I don't know what the, they called it some weird ass fucking name. Um, I should probably look that up. I should be a little more informed with this, okay? Um, NAFTA replacement. Oh, oh, it's, uh, what did he call it? USMCA, which um, sounds like it's the United States Marine Corps Academy. That's kind of what the name sounds like. But it's really the United States, Mexico, Canada uh, trade agreement. So he did actually renegotiate NAFTA. I don't know if it's any better. I haven't really dug into it. Um, but he did do it. He actually did renegotiate it. Um, but I, I, I know just be, living in Michigan and having worked in the auto industry, having worked at General Motors, like I know – that when they created the incentive of, hey, anything that gets built in Mexico or Canada, but really in Mexico, anything that gets built there, you can send it to America, no taxes, no tariffs, no nothing. We'll just treat it as if it was built in America. You know what those big auto companies did? They said, sweet, we'll build our fucking factories in Mexico then because we can pay our employees next to slave wages, right? They fucking pay them nothing down there rather than pay the union wages to the Metro Detroit workers who worked in plants and are actually had benefits and shit like that. They're like, fuck that. We'll build the trucks right on the border. Um, they'd set up these factories and they, they still have them right on the border between Mexico and the U S and they'd be like, so we'll build the truck there because it's cheaper for them to have basically slave labor build the trucks in Mexico and then ship them all the way all across the country rather than build them in Michigan and ship them from there. That's more expensive. Um, and believe it or not, no integrity, no integrity in the big three companies. So that's what they did. That's what happened. And uh, it, it was NAFTA that did it. It was NAFTA. NAFTA um, fucked over the state of Michigan pretty hard. And that's kind of why Hillary Clinton lost here. OK, and it's it's just funny to see the Democratic Party make the same mistake over and over and over and over again. Um, the Republicans fuck up, too, but they they at least let Trump run. They said, hey, you guys want him? You guys fucking get him. OK, the Democratic Party could have done that with Bernie, but they didn't want to do that. Um, so that leaves us where we are now. Um, and the weird thing is. It's like it's like they didn't learn at all because they're like, oh, we'll just run Biden. People love Biden. Right. He was vice president when we had the black guy in charge. Right. They love Biden. It, and everyone's like, fucking no, no, 
Bernie, man. They fucking, they were like, just give us health care, okay? That's all we want. And I, like, I'm conservative on some issues, but I'm very not conservative when it comes to health care. I've lived in Germany. I had government health care when I was over there. They have a multi-payer, multi-payer system. A lot of people, it's weird to me that, this is probably where Bernie Sanders fucked up too because he's always talking about Sweden and Denmark and Norway. And the easy counter to that is, well, those are tiny countries. America has 330 million people. You can't fucking compare America to a country that has like fucking 10 million people. Doesn't make sense. What he should have done is said, we need a multi-payer system like they have in Germany, which is the biggest country in Europe, about 80 million people. Um. Because then you're like, okay, it, it's 80 million. It's not 330 million, but it's 80 million. It's a lot more comparable, right? They have a big manufacturing base. They have car production too. They have chemical research. They, they're a lot more comparable um, to America than Sweden, Norway, any of those other countries, right? Uh, Germany is actually the second most uh, popular destination for immigrants next to the United States. So again, it's a it's an immigration country. It's a production, co- a manufacturing country. Um, big country, a lot of people, big population, and they still have a public option for healthcare. They have a multi-payer system, but they have it. And that's why I think, I don't know why, I don't know why nobody told Bernie like, hey, maybe stop, cool off with the Denmark comparisons and maybe hit up Germany and be like, hey, yo, Merkel, what the fuck, yo? What are you guys doing over there? Didn't do it, kind of backfired, but really it was still the Democrats who fucked him over, um, who fucked him over there. And uh, again, they... This isn't new. They did it in 2016. They did it in 2018 in Michigan. They did it in 2020. And in uh, I know they did it. Obviously, they did it in fucking um, Kentucky with Amy McGrath. They pushed her. Um, and now Mitch McConnell has like a huge lead, too. It's hilarious to me. They're like, oh, wait, they, they didn't want to vote for this lady, this white lady who has no. She has negative charisma, dude. You watch her and she's like, well, I love Kentucky, but I'm a Democrat and I love the Derby, but I'm a Democrat. It's just like, lady, what the fuck? But what are you going to do, man? That's what it is. The whole world's on fire again. I remember when Australia was on fire. And people were like, oh, isn't it terrible? But at least it's on a fucking island, right? So it's never going to get to us because it's surrounded by water. Now, France is on fire. The United Arab Emirates are on fire. Beirut exploded. Nobody knows what the fuck happened. It's funny to me how quickly people blamed Israel for that one, too. They were like real quick with that. It was Israel. And it was like, do you have any evidence other than the fact that Israel is right next to Lebanon? Do you have any evidence? No, you don't. You don't. And that's the funny thing to me, too, about um, about these Marxists, you know, uh, people are everyone on the right. All the conservatives are always talking about, well, Black Lives Matter is just trained Marxists. And then people on the left are like, well, what's wrong with Marxism? Um, My thing is, like, do these Black Lives Matter people realize that Karl Marx was a white dude? Like, he was a white dude. You know that, right? He was uh, (laughs) because the only argument you have against that is, well, he was Jewish. It's like, okay. He was Jewish technically. He wasn't a practicing Jew. You can look that up. He wasn't a practicing Jew. Um, He's still a white guy. And also, if you're going to use the Jewish defense here, how are you going to shit on Israel all the time? Because they're all Palestine and Israel is terrible. The pro-Palestine Israel is terrible most of the time. Kind of a little bit of anti-Semitism going on with that group. Um, You know, obviously Farrakhan and Nick Cannon are the ones who get a lot of the heat for it because they just fucking— say it um but 
I mean, if you really look at it, there is quite a bit of anti-Semitism going on. It's also coming from the right. People, you know, people don't want to fucking acknowledge that, but the KKK still hates Jews. Okay, the white supremacists still hate Jews. Okay, they do. And I, like I said, I'm a German citizen, so I legally have to support Israel on all matters. I do. It's in the contract when you get your German citizenship. So I'm pro-Israel. I don't care who's watching this. I'm fucking pro-Israel. Um, but it is it is funny to me that you have a whole movement, or uh, and it's not like the whole movement is based around um, demonizing the white man, the white male, um, but they do do it a lot. It's a, the, the movement started about police brutality, right? And obviously everyone's should be against police brutality. Police brutality is fucking awful. And I'm not a fan of cops. I listen to NWA. I fucking hate cops. Every time I see a cop, I'm like, that fucking asshole. Because they just fuck shit up, dude. They're, I, they do protect some stuff sometimes, but other times they fuck shit up. And you're like, guys, why do you suck so bad? Um... But they're, they, it's weird to me because the, the ACAB movement, right? All cops are bastards, right? When you use that logic, that's the same logic that racists use, right? Because a racist will see one person of a different group, right? They'll see one Islamic terrorist and say, well, all brown people from the Middle East are terrorists because I saw one person do it. And now your uh, Antifa left-wing Black Lives Matter folks use the same logic against cops. They're like, well, that cop killed George Floyd, so all cops are bastards. And it's like, you're not, you, there's no nuance there. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're using the exact same logic that the racists use. So I don't know. I just, I, I, I would expect more from the people who claim to be, you know, woke or whatever. It's like, well, actually look at the shit. Are all, are all cops bastards or is it just a couple cops just like not all Muslim people are terrorists, okay? Just like all white men are not evil. Most of them are. I'll give you that one, like Karl Marx. But <laughs> no, it's just funny to me that um, that all these people who, again, I don't want to say it's the central theme of, of any of the shit they say, although if you read the Black Lives Matter website, they, they're pro every group except straight white males. Every group, they're like, we're pro-women, we're pro-people of color, color people, whatever you want to call them. I don't care. They're pro-everything except straight white males. And I'm like, well, do you know anything about Karl Marx? Because he wasn't black, all right? He was a fucking German dude. He was a, I'm a German guy with a big beard, okay? I'm just as Karl Marx as Karl Marx, except I'm not a big fan of communism because I think they build shitty cars. I don't know. Just look up the Trabant. The Trabi, okay? Everybody I've ever fucking met who lived in East Germany was like, yeah, you know, it kind of sucked. It kind of sucked ass. How the fuck? Like, it's crazy to me because in East Berlin, you had these dog shit cars that polluted everything, right? And then on the other side of the wall, you had people driving Volkswagens. How can you be pro that when that? And that's just a car argument. That's just, just the car argument. Just the car part of the argument. Sorry. Oh no! I think I got a chip in my uh, in my coffee mug. That sucks. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I just, I think it's funny. It's a funny little paradox that you know you have these group, uh, this group who is pro Marxism. And again, I love that people are like Black Lives Matter isn't Marxist. Look it up. It is. They are the the co founders. I saw a video earlier earlier today on Twitter. Um, one of the co-founders, I don't remember her name, one of the co-founders, though, of uh, Black Lives Matter um, was literally said she's a trained Marxist. 
Um, she said that her and one of the other co-founders are both trained Marxists. We uh, are me. trained Marxists. Which is also a weird thing, right? You're a trained Marxist? Where do you go for Marxism training? Where the fuck do you go for that, dude? Is there like, like, I know where you can go get trained in jujitsu. I don't know personally, but I know you can fucking Google it. Like, where do you go to get your Marxism training? That's what I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And if you're listening to this, by the way, and you're like, you know what, Marcus, fuck you. Marxism is great. It's not. It's fucking not. And I love the people who also say, well, communism has just never been implemented properly. You can use that argument for capitalism then too. Because they'll be like, capitalism is flawed. It's like, well, well, it's just never been implemented properly, has it? It's just never been implemented properly, has it? Blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, no, capitalism has is designed. It's designed to only help the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Well, who the fuck's to say that communism isn't designed to make everyone fucking die from starvation like it did in Ukraine? Or who says that communism is not designed to build shitty cars like it did in East Germany or designed to get people to float on rafts to Florida like it did in Cuba? Who the fuck says that's not what it's designed for? Well, have you ever read Karl Marx? Well, have you ever read Adam Smith? Exactly. You can make the same argument back and forth. I'm not saying Adam Smith is any smarter or dumber than Karl Marx. I'm just saying if we're going to pick old white guys to build our society around, I'm not going with communism. That's just me personally because I know that Karl Marx is just a crazy German guy. I'm a crazy German guy, okay? I don't think we should just do what a crazy German guy said 150 years ago because if we do that, there's a lot of crazy German guys who said a lot of crazy shit. They did. They did. A lot of crazy German guys. Um, a lot of crazy German guys. And I, I will, at one point on this uh, on this show, we are going to highlight some German porn stars as well. Again, I wanted to highlight a, uh, a female of color as the first, um, as the first porn star of the podcast. Uh, it's Vanessa Blue. She's a, I'm a big fan of hers. Um, Vanessa Blue, if you don't know, is an American. I have her uh, Wikipedia up here. I'm going to have a picture up here as well. Uh, she is from Long Beach, California. Uh, she also has a pseudonym, or I guess another name, other name according to Wikipedia, uh, Domina X, Dominex, Dominex, I guess is how you would say it. She's an American pornographic actress and director. Uh, she was inducted into the AVN Hall of Fame in 2013. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Vanessa Blue, big fan uh, if you ever listen to this, thank you, Vanessa. Just know I love you. Uh, she's five foot three. That's another thing. Her website is vanessablue.com if you want to check that out. Um, we can go into her career a little bit. Uh, so Blue initially worked as a new dancer and studied to be an emergency medical technician. Okay. Uh, during her dancing career, she met a fellow dancer who introduced her to fetish modeling. Okay, after that, at the suggestion of a different model, she started performing in porn movies. Her first appearance was in a film with Ed Powers. After a year, she took a three-year break. So she did porn for a year, took a three-year break. Uh, she moved to Nebraska with her family. Who saw that one coming, eh? Uh, but then came back to the industry in 2000. She worked for Mercenary Pictures for several years and directed several of their series, one of which, Black Rain, won the 2005 AVN for Best Ethnic-Themed Series. Hey, there you go. Progress, huh? Uh, she was engaged to Mercenary's owner, Lexington Steel. Lex Steel, if you don't know, fucking big dick. Big dick guy. Big fan of his, uh, Lexington Steel. 
Also, Mr. Marcus. Actually, Mr. Marcus is probably one of my favorite porn stars because uh, my name is Marcus, right? Um, in 2008, Steel and Blue filmed. Fed- oh, filed. Sorry, filed. I'm just. I'm reading porn. I thought it was going to be filmed. I thought I, you're, I'm reading about two porn stars. I thought it was going to say filmed. No, in 2008, Steel and Blue filed federal lawsuit federal lawsuits against each other over the ownership of new, numerous videos that first appeared under mercenary under the mercenary pictures label the suits were settled in march 2009 after meeting with alternative uh meeting on, on alternative dispute resolution jurist uh she now distributes her movies through justin slayer international Signing with them in April 2010, Blue starred on Playboy TV and hosted private calls and night calls on Playboy Radio until 2008. Vanessa Blue briefly returned to doing scenes in 2011 and did a series of hardcore scenes for Brazzers, which I am a big fan of. If you know me, if you've seen my comedy, I'm a big fan of Brazzers. Would love to have Brazzers as a sponsor for the show. Probably won't get them. Might go for Pornhub. Would go for anything, honestly. Um... As a director, Blue has also directed femdom scene, femdom scene, sorry, uh, uh, femdom genre of movies under the pseudonym Dominex, Domina X, I guess is how you say it, um, and has also been a contract director for DVSX and Adam and Eve. So uh, let's read her awards real quick, and then we basically read the Wikipedia uh, awards in 2008. Blue won an uh, Blue won an Urban X Award for videography and was admitted to the Urban X Hall of Fame in 2009. In 2013, she was inducted into the AVN Hall of Fame, like I said. So that is Vanessa Blue, the porn star of the podcast for today. Big fan. Again, like I said, big fan of hers. Um, and I hope you can be one day too. I don't know what you're into, but if you love sexy black women like I do, uh, Vanessa Blue is definitely one to check out. Uh, she's still sexy today, 46 years old and still hot. Black don't crack, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at in this country. We're on the brink of a communist revolution. I don't know when it's going to start, but I'm fucking, I'm ready to go, man. It's going to be fun. I'm going to love, I tweeted out today, I'm, I'm going to enjoy comedy uh, once communism takes over because I'm going to go up to the host and be like, how much time are you doing? And he's going to be like, or she's going to be like, or whatever pronoun they prefer to use under communism this comrade is going to say back to me you're doing as much time as everyone else and i'm gonna be like, ah fuck wanted to do more time what are you gonna do it's gonna be communism it's gonna be great so those six hundred dollars won't mean shit once uh communism takes over and we get new currency anyway the other thing that's hilarious to me is all the people who are pro-communism haven't watched any of the fucking movies to come out of germany uh related to east germany and everything that was going on there um, the Lives of Others is a good one to check out. Goodbye Lenin is also a good one to check out. Uh, Goodbye Lenin. I don't want to ruin either of the movies, but there's a scene in Goodbye Lenin uh, <laughs> when the kid. So the, the movie takes place. Basically, the mom who is super loved fucking East Germany, loved the Communist Party, raised the kids there in East uh, East Berlin. And I think it's East Berlin. I think it, it's East Germany. I don't know if it's East Berlin, though. And uh, she goes into a coma. And while she's in a coma, the wall comes down, reunification, everything like that. And then she wakes up, and the kids are like, well, how the fuck do you explain that to someone who just came out of a coma, right? How do you do that? It's hard to do. Um, so, so the kids try to convince her that East Germany is still around. Um, and there's this scene, though, when the, one of, I think her son finds a bunch, of, a bunch of East German money, a bunch of the East German uh, Deutschmarks. 
and it's but it's after they've already ended like because there, there was a time period where they're like look trade your east german money to get the new west german deutschmark which all of us are going to be using now uh but that time period had already passed so they weren't taking the east german money and now he finds all this money and uh there's a great scene where he's throwing it off the roof because he's like it's fucking worthless so that's going to be the the 600 that you've been getting every week for unemployment is basically going to be like that so i hope you enjoyed it i sure as shit did i've just been getting high using those 600 so that's the show hope you liked it i sure liked yelling at you um this is going to be every single week Porn and capitalism, baby. Love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm.